Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. We want to make sure you know more about our sponsor, Healing Insight Acupuncture and Holistic Medicine in St. Paul, Minnesota. Owner Senya May and her team of practitioners are dedicated to health and wellness, and part of that is making sure that our metabolisms are working efficiently. Lots of messaging about weight loss tells us that we should just be exercising more and eating less, but what if you feel like your metabolism is broken? Senya focuses on balancing your body and repairing your metabolism, which means that weight loss feels effortless again. After more than a decade of working with patients on their digestion and metabolism, the Healing Insight team developed a proprietary acupuncture method for weight loss, one that nobody else in the country is using. Their holistic metabolic acupuncture programs combine specialty acupuncture techniques with herbal medicine to repair your metabolism, restore your energy and digestion, and stimulate your fat cells to burn more efficiently. So my mom, Susie, went to Senya for help before my sister's wedding and raves about this program. She says, not only did I lose those extra pounds that had crept up, but my energy level was off the charts. I love feeling balanced. Stop the ups and downs and visit HealingInsightOnline.com to see Senia's gorgeous new website and learn about healing your metabolism and all of the other women's health treatments available. That's HealingInsightOnline.com. I'm Marjorie Punnett. I'm Elizabeth Reese. This is The Nest, our mini-show that's all about the delightful and delicious things that make our homes just where we want to be. And he happy- lives in the house. <laughs> he is in the house, <laughs> always. Happy Thanksgiving, Elizabeth. Oh my gosh, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. So as you're listening to this, you could be listening to it on Thanksgiving Day while you are maybe preparing a smaller turkey and a smaller everything and hopefully kind of enjoying the simplicity of it all while still missing out on the big production that it usually is. You know, as with anything, there's good and bad about this situation, but there are definitely, I think, people who are feeling a little bit more somber on this Thanksgiving. And so we're thinking of you. We are thinking of you. And I wonder sometimes, because we keep trying to look for the whatever lining it is in 2020. I wonder for people who have never broken their own Thanksgiving traditions, if they're going to break them this year, if they're going to find out that they like that. I know. (laughs) I mean, I think there are going to be some people that are like, oh, this is, I know this is better. So I think you're right. It is a funny, I mean, Thanksgiving is interesting. It comes with a lot of the tradition thing and then trying to split it between multiple families yep. can be a challenge. Right, yep. Heathy boy? My mom never liked Thanksgiving growing up and it was a complexity of the family that she grew up in that it wasn't a pleasant memory for her. Right. And so when we were kids, my dad took over Thanksgiving because my mom just didn't want to do it. And my dad loved it. And I was just talking about this with my parents the other day that that was such like a moment of positive self-actualization for my mom to realize she didn't have happy memories of this. Right. 
But instead of kind of carrying that with her, she just let it go. And my dad stepped in to really like manage the whole operation. Right. And then my mom was able to start to enjoy the new memories of it. Um, That's so really wonderful. And it, I, think- I always remember my dad doing everything for Thanksgiving. My mom would, my mom makes the pies and right. that's, and then she sets the table. But my dad, I mean, it is a full operation. He is like, he's got an apron on. He's got towels over his shoulder. <laughs> he's got spoons and mashing. And then at the end always comes like a consistent barking of, of orders because right. all the food has to come out flaming hot. Right. Right. So it becomes this um this production but Thanksgiving has always been something that that I love and I think we've celebrated it different ways. One year we flew to New York and we had Thanksgiving at my sister's apartment in New York and my right. grandma came too. Oh, I mean sweet. it's never seemed like it's been like this hard and fast tradition other than my dad is always significantly involved in the cooking. Right. The rest of it, it just kind of depends. And I think that's a really good story for this Thanksgiving that we can let go of things and we can yeah. start new traditions. And I think there's so much press about don't spend time with these people. Don't open up your household. Don't, 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 don't. And I'm fine with that. And in many ways, I agree with that. But at the same time, I think in saying all those things, there's an idealization of Thanksgiving, which for a lot of people, if you really step back, Thanksgiving can be a really tough one. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a tough prep day. If you yeah. don't enjoy that, like my husband does all the Thanksgiving cooking, except I'm going to do one dish this year, which he still doesn't believe that I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do one <laughs> dish this year. And, but that brings him joy. That brings him happiness. That, that's relaxing for him. For a lot of people, it's just stressful. So in yeah. that and way. Expensive and expensive and overwhelming. Yeah. And so in that way, I hope that Thanksgiving 2020 for, for those people, there's a little hidden blessing in it of chilling out relaxing, doing it a little bit differently. And that, and that's yeah. what we can take from it. I hope. I think I you're hope. totally right. I hope so too. And you, and a good reminder that every time we say no to something, we're saying yes to something else. Yeah, absolutely. So thinking kind of about what we're saying yes to, right, Heathcliff? I'm saying yes is, to Heathcliff. Okay, let's talk food, Marjorie, because you probably already have your menu set since Thanksgiving is today, but it's never <laughs> a, never too early to start planning for 2021. Well, and, and I think some of these recipes we're going to talk about, too, would be really wonderful for Christmas table yeah, as well. Yeah, for sure. So, or know, really any time. I mean, why not just try to make every day a holiday between now and Christmas? Just yes. shop and eat. <laughs> I think that's a fabulous idea. <laughs> so Ian usually plans our Thanksgiving menu, and I'm thrilled about that because he is a wonderful cook and he makes a great Thanksgiving feast. But this he also year, makes phenomenal matzo ball soup. Why he, he does? <laughs> he does. So this year, though, I wanted to do one dish because the chef that I work with in Phoenix had shared this dish. I'm trying to find it real quickly. Had shared this dish, and it's cottage cheese and sage nudi with butternut squash coulis. Oh my gosh, that's very fancy. It's, Nudie always sounds fancy and a little bit sexy. <laughs> I know it's both of those things. So I have had this dish. He made this. He made this dish, and I got to try it. It's excellent, and oh. it takes no time to make. No more than a half hour to make the coolie and to make the nudie. Now, if you don't know what nudie is, I had to look it up. It's a lighter version of gnocchi. Yeah. And, it's like a ricotta dumpling kind of. Yeah. And it's just so good. And he made his with cottage cheese. It's oh, great. so good and light. 
And the butternut squash, I don't love butternut squash, but that puree is delicious. So I'll post that recipe. That is what I'm preparing to make. And Ian just said to me not 20 minutes ago, I do not believe you're actually going to make that. <laughs> Which now it's a challenge. So I want photo evidence. <laughs> I, I will prove that I can do this. But it actually, <laughs> I watched the chef make it and it's super easy to make. Yeah. And I, I think it would be one of those meals or one of those side dishes that you could make with your kids. Like if your kids are a little bit older, because to roll the nudie is super, you just like pull at the dough and you roll it up and then it's, and then you chill it and, and boil it. And it's that easy. So I think it's kind of a fun menu to make with kids. Now, Ian's menu is much more extensive than anything I'll be doing for Thanksgiving. So this is, I'm just finding out what I'm having for Thanksgiving dinner. And this is it. (laughs) We're having a brown sugar and soy marinated grilled turkey with rosemary. Great. We're having garlic and Asiago whipped, whipped potatoes. I think that means double whipped. Cranberry citrus sauce, cornbread and sage sausage dressing, butter braised broccolini. Not sure about that, but it's going to be we'll fabulous. See. And then French Bordelais, Bordelais gravy with pumpkin pie. And then in our family, we're all separated. And so I sent the kids $100 each. I didn't send that to them. Actually, I just said use my credit card, to be honest. <laughs> and And so Campbell who always, he's going to make himself, and I think his roommates, a full Thanksgiving dinner. He's making a dry brine turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing, cranberry sauce, roasted fall vegetables. He, he sent me all the recipes too, which is so cute. He's making an apple pie from scratch. And then he had talked about making a vegan ham. This Ooh. is pretty interesting with tofu and vital wheat gluten. Yeah. But I'm going to post the website for this one because if you're vegetarian, he had really wanted to try this. He wasn't sure if he was going to actually do the vegan ham and the turkey, but he sent me the recipe. And then I texted Gar, and I'm like, okay, tell me what you're doing for Thanksgiving. And he just says, I don't know. So what that means <laughs> is takeout. I'm sure that my oldest son is doing takeout. So what That's does it look like? not a bad deal. Not a a bad lot deal. of the local restaurants are already sold out. I've been seeing so many restaurants sold out of their Thanksgivings for one Ruh-roh. or small Thanksgivings. Like yep. people are just doing something different. And you know, I was vegetarian for four years, so we did tofurkey on the side of of the real turkey for quite some time in my house. And it's okay. You know, it's it's okay. It is what it is. I think one year I did order a vegetarian something. I don't know what they called it from Whole Foods. Yeah. Um, Because I think Campbell was vegetarian at the time. Not great. And that, that's not Whole Foods' fault. It's just, it's not turkey. You know, it's not turkey. It's just not turkey. Yeah. It is what it is. But the Hidden Veggies um, website, I was going yeah. through it. And for anybody that is vegetarian or they're just trying to cut down on their meat, there were lots of interesting sort of meat alternative dishes. So uh, we'll, I'll make sure I post that too. Okay. That's very exciting. Um, a couple recipes that we love um, around our house. Uh, last year, I did a dry brined spatchcock turkey, <laughs> which oh, nice. sounds... Very funny too. Um, but to spatchcock a turkey or you do it with a chicken too just means you cut out the backbone and lay it flat on a roasting tray. Right. And then you are able to cook it so much faster and so much more evenly. So that last year was the best turkey that I'd ever made. Oh. And I was very nervous about it. Right. And, um, and it turned out fabulous. So that is a great way to go about Thanksgiving. What does if you and want I, to do? What does and I hate saying spatchcock. I just do. Um, I know. What does spatchcock spat- and nudie means? Like you got a real dirty Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> what does spatchcocking? That sounds so wrong. <laughs> I'm like seven. What does that do to 
the turkey that makes it better. Like so again, it flattens it. But so I, it's basically like what happens is then you're able to cook it on like a big jelly roll pan essentially right. and have it flattened out. And so the big problem with roasting a turkey and roasting a chicken too is that the breast meat gets done long before the leg and the thigh oh, meat is done. Okay. So that's why you have a dry turkey breast and then you're, you finally have the other parts right. are done. When you flatten it out, which, which is cutting out that backbone and make it flat. So think about like how you roast a chicken and it's like right. this round chicken, right? Yep. If you cut out the backbone and push it down, it's a flat thing. Right. So all of the meat cooks at the same temperature. And then you get a lot more of the crispy skin. Oh, nice. Because more of the skin is exposed to the upper heat versus like having to get around it. That's a big bonus right there, actually. It totally is. It's really great. And a dry brine just means that you put salt and I did a little bit of baking baking powder, I think. I can't remember which one. On top of it, the recipe that I linked up says. Right. And you and then you get like that good crackly crispy skin oh, without nice. having to submerge it in a water big bucket for right. days. Right. Oh, that's great. Before. So I linked up a recipe in our show notes for you. So if you're interested in doing that and you know, it's kind of a fun to think about like, again, you could do that at Christmas or you can use the same method with a chicken, which is what I do all the time. I roast chicken with this spatchcock method right. all the time um, for my family because then I can roast a chicken in like 45 minutes. Or you can be like me Best. and buy a chicken at Trader Joe's, which is already spatchcocked. <laughs> you can do that too. Yeah. You can totally do it. Yeah. I always talk about this, but Patty LaBelle's over the rainbow mac and cheese is the greatest mac and cheese in the land. <laughs> Usually every other year we go to a huge Friendsgiving at my friend Aaron's house and she has like 30 people and it's just this massive event. And everybody brings food. And I make a double batch of Patty LaBelle's over the rainbow mac and cheese, and it's always gone. And a lot of Erin's friends, you know, it's kind of fun because there's some of her friends that I only see at this event every right, year. Right, right. They will tell me that, oh my gosh, they look forward to it all year, that they know I'm going to be there and I'm going to bring the mac and cheese. And so it is a fantastic mac and cheese recipe. The only swap that I make is instead of elbow noodles, I switch to cavatappi. Better, better. I just like it better. Yeah. And it's like a little bit fancier. So I make that. the cheese. Totally. Yes. It's got the little ridges and the curly. That's key. Fabulous. So that's one, the Friendsgiving thing we're really missing this year because that's, that's a tough one. And then one thing that I have started doing the last few years is I don't do um, a green bean casserole, but I make these green beans with garlic and soy sauce. And I actually make these all the time too. This isn't just something I make for Thanksgiving, Um, but Jay just came home and picked up the green beans. And all I do is just a little bit of olive oil or like avocado oil, whatever kind of oil you want, throw green beans in the pan, cook them for a few minutes, then add a bunch of garlic, like like probably five cloves of garlic that are minced up. But don't add them right away. You got to cook the green beans a little bit, then add the garlic, and then hit it with a few glugs of soy sauce and kind of let that all cook. And Marjorie, this is like the easiest side dish for anything. Like it's great with salmon. It's great with anything. And, and green beans done well. So are good. So delicious. Yes. And I love my mother. You know how much I love my mother. But I grew up hating green beans because I was yeah. like, Ugh, they were dead and canned. And yeah. But 
once I became an adult and ate at some nicer places <laughs> that actually knew how to make green beans, I was like, these are good. Like if they've got just that little bit of crunch to them and they're fresh. Oh my God. So good. Yeah. What are yeah, my favorites? So make that. That's really easy. And um, I make that every year for Thanksgiving. And then I've talked about this before, but if you're missing someone at the holidays, I think it is so wonderful if you can honor them by making one of their recipes. And we do that every year. We are missing Jay's mom in our family. And she passed away right before Jay and I started dating. And so a way that we bring her into our celebrations is I make a big batch of her tortilla soup every year. And so, and we normally do this with Jay's family and we have that, that's our Thanksgiving with Jay's immediate family. I love that tradition. We ditch the turkey um, and stuff with them. With them, we do a separate day and we do it all with tortilla soup and tamales. And if you live in the Twin Cities, we get everything from El Burrito Mercado, which is just a great, fabulous Mexican market that we love so much. And so we just went there and got all of the ingredients and I have the recipe posted in the show notes as well. And it is so good and so easy and it makes a huge batch. So like it makes this huge pot. You could definitely cut it in half if you wanted, but I like to make it and then freeze it. And then we have leftover soup. Anytime I want to pull out a container of it, That's great. And we can make tortilla soup, but it always just, it just always ends up in sharing stories about Roz and talking about her and, and eating food that we know represents her and her family and something that she loved. And so food speaks to you. It's it's, a beautiful thing. It really is the best sense memory. And for all of you non-cooks out there, you have to do what I'm going to do, which is late in life, create some dishes, become (laughs) a baker so that your grandchildren will think of you that way. It's not too late (laughs) to rewrite your own history as a cook because that is the one thing I've said this to you before, Elizabeth, hanging out with as many chefs as I've met over the last four years. What I realize is all of them are immortalizing their grandmothers. I cannot tell you how many of them say, oh, yeah, I grew up, you know, under, you know, my grandmother's table or I grew up cooking next to my grandmother. And it's usually more often than not, it's more the grandmother than the mother. Because I think for a lot of people, their mothers were too busy. Like your kids are going to, your kids are going to be very lucky because they will have many memories of you cooking. But for a lot of people. My co-host. So my like, co-host Steve jokes that my kids will realize one day that they grew up in a restaurant and it's going to ruin them <laughs> for their futures. It's true, though. It's true. Oh, that's wonderful. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. We're so thankful for you. And Marjorie, I'm just thankful for another year of wonderful conversations on Best to the Nest. I mean, it's just, it just keeps growing and getting more fun. And we keep getting new cast members on Best to the Nest. So <laughs> I am grateful and thankful for our newest, Heathcliff, but of course, Bernie and Franklin and Jay and Ian and Gar and Campbell. Those are our nests and we are thankful for them. The whole gang. The whole gang. All right. Happy Thanksgiving. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and write us a review at Apple Podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best of the Nest or go to bestofthenest.com to subscribe to our... <laughs> Sorry. You know, Find us on... not coming out. I know. Actually, I don't know, Elizabeth. We're going to try and do the newsletter in 2021. 2021. We yeah, are the podcast that brings you home. <laughs> I'm not even going to review that. Just no, just it. keep it.
Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.